Hello and welcome to Chris and Lee's Failure to Communicate. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. That's Chris. And today we are going to be, even though I complained about spoilers, spoiling Ghostbusters Afterlife. So go see it before you listen to this. Lee. Yes. It's been a while. It has been a while. Last one was Resident Evil Village. Was it? Yeah. Oh my god, we never even finished Godzilla. Should we just quickly run through them? <laughs> oh yeah. Because we, wa- we watched them all. I guess, I mean, this is the only opportunity we're going to get. And we watched Mothra as well, didn't we? We did. And Gamera. And, oh, fucking Gamera, yeah. Holy shit. I mean, overall, the Godzilla series is super fun. Yeah. Boom. Mothra, yeah. super fun. It's super fun. The Gamera, the 80s Gamera film, might be the best awesome. one. Yeah, that was fucking legit amazing. Other than OG Godzilla. There yeah, you go. Yeah. That's, our, that's our fucking Godzilla recap. Yeah, yeah. We did watch them all. Um, but none of you care. Yeah. None of you care. If you cared, we wouldn't be finishing. We've had a Patreon since we started this. Do you know how much money we got on our Patreon? Lee, how, many, how much we got? I didn't know we had one. Are you like, <laughs> you've been like <laughs> mining loads of money? Um, and a PayPal. We've always been saying, oh. just support us on PayPal. Not one. Oh. I've always been saying, send us money in, in the no one sent money. No one sent You've money. missed your calling as a beggar, I feel. I'm yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, I mean, don't, because that's literally what I'm doing after this is finished. I'm going out to the street. Brixton. <laughs> so, in many ways, it's an end of an era. It's the end of an era of this. It's the end of an era of our saga in Brixton. Yeah. And it is the end of an era for a, uh, I don't know, a delay, a pause, a, uh, a sabbatical between yeah. Ghostbusters 2 and Ghostbusters afterbirth nice what's it called afterlife afterlife here we go ghostbusters afterlife yeah now just a recap both of us weren't a fan of the 2016 ghostbusters there's shit to like about it there is don't look at me like that no no i'm not a fan i i I don't like it i I think i've said in almost every episode it's come up that i don't like it (laughs) i know so what you you have been very very excited about this one? Yes, very excited. Tell me about that. Why? Like, what's what 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 is special about this one? Well, I mean, that goes without saying. Kind of the Ghostbusters goes my... without saying. Uh, uh, the Ghostbusters is my favorite franchise, and to actually see it honored, because the marking from the 2016 one, the trailers sort of implied that it was a sequel, and I was like, oh okay, maybe they're you know they are carrying on. I don't care who the fuck the Ghostbusters are. Obviously, the original cast can't do it forever. Them handing over the torch was always going to be a thing in the franchise. And that's all I wanted. And it was a complete reboot that... And, yeah. But this is legit... Was handing over the torch um, to a new team. But then... But not in the traditional way. In a completely new and different way. They've teased, basically... A, a three, a Ghostbusters three for a long time. Mm-hmm. There was obviously the video game. There's a video game which, which to be honest, could still be canon because it was always supposed to be canon. But it could be still be canon because it's implied that there are more adventures after Ghostbusters two, and that everything just fizzled out. There's heavy implications. So Ghostbusters the video game could still happen because Ghostbusters two happened, and then Ecto one. Because I was concerned after watching a few trailers, that maybe Ghostbusters 2 is being written out of the canon because um, 
Ecto-1 doesn't look like Ecto-1A from Ghostbusters 2. But Razor Cult is in Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's in the trailer. That's not a spoiler. And that's a Ghostbusters 2 thing. So Ghostbusters 2 did happen. So I've seen it. It did happen. Yeah, I know. But like, you know, Halloween 17, The Curse of Mike Myers, also starring Paul Rudd, doesn't exist oh, yeah. anymore. <laughs> so for weeks... For months. I've done it to myself. Man. You have come I've done it to up myself. to me and given me an update on every single <sighs> Ghostbusters done it to myself, trailer, man. every TV spot. If there was a toy that had information about the film on the back of the packaging, you've given me an update on all of them. To be fair, I didn't tell you what I saw in the last trailer particularly, which is which I won't say until we get into spoiler territories if you haven't seen the trailer. Honestly, the one thing I will say after having seen the film that I've been waiting so long to see, made even worse by the pandemic and the delays in the film coming out, the one thing I will say is that I screwed myself over watching all those trailers. And I legit left the film thing a bit empty inside because I wanted to have the experience that some people I know had um, because they got to see it at the Comic-Con before the Like the a film. completely blind Yeah, completely viewing. blind before the trailer. Bef- Trailer 1 and 2 had come out, and those trailers are great. But trailer 3 and 4 were huge spoilers. And they got to see the, that stuff, like, blind. He, it, like I just messaged him online. Uh, his name's Dan, and he was telling me, like, I was like... Shout out to Dan, by the way. Uh, Dan Steven? He changed his name on Facebook. I, I know what his he original name is. I don't know what happened. Uh, either way, he's part of the Buffalo Ghostbusters. He's, he does a charity stuff. It's awesome. Um, but he... Nice. Yeah, he was just saying to me how mad it was when certain moments... Because I said to him, it must have been great to be there in the room with just pure Ghostbusters fans when X moment happens and Y moment happens because you didn't know at this point that was coming. And uh, another moment where a character says something, he said that, that there was audible gasps when that line was said. And it's just like, that, that would have been... I wish I was there for that screening. I mean, that's like literally impossible. I couldn't physically do that. If I could have been there for that screening, if I could have had the experience that me and you had when we saw Dragon Ball Super Broly, Broly yeah. and like Vegeta went red and everyone fucking cheered, if I could have had that experience, it would have been great. I just, I did it to myself because I was so desperate for information on this film that I watched every trailer, every TV spot, even though I was told not to. Looked at every, like every review day, of the toys. Every day he would come in and be like, Chris. I've done Chris. it to myself. And every time I would be like, stop it. I'm hoping stop when I it. see it again on future viewings, it all... There was, I, I did, there was a point when I said to you, it, I wish it had got me. And you said, oh, I was like welling up. All right, we but can't. there's there's a bit, the, the post credit scene, there was an extra scene that's a deleted scene from Ghostbusters 1 that fucking almost properly got me. And it was a great joke as well. But then it led into a scene that was fucking legit amazing. Like, the final, final post-credit scene is brilliant. So, my point is, is needless to say, you've been incredibly hyped about this film. This has been the big film for you. Yeah, I think... Probably bigger than anything. Like Anything in my life, probably. (laughs) No, 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 probably bigger than any film ever. It's the most... I've I've heard you excited about something. We care about, like, the Marvel stuff, and we talk about, like, oh, have you seen the new Batman trailer or whatever? Yeah, yeah. But, like, this one... You've been giving me like updates. Like I don't I don't Since the day fucking Paul Rudd stood outside fucking and announced that he was gonna be in it, like since they announced that, that Ivan uh, Jason Reitman was doing it, I've been fucking on board. Like, I was like I 
oh my god, I need this now. That first ever teaser trailer, it was just like the wind blowing and you see the Ecto underneath the sheet. I was just like, oh my god, I need this. Like, I need this film. And I had to wait so long to see it. I had to wait so long. So needless to say, you've been incredibly hyped. Yeah. It is finally, finally here. Delayed and then delayed by the pandemic. Right? It is now, what is it, November 2021. Yeah. We just saw, literally today, we saw Ghostbusters Aftermath. What do you think? Right now, I'm feeling controversially, if if I rated it out of five, having just seen it, I'd say three out of five. But I do feel, I feel like you had a better time than I did. But like I've said before, I did it to myself. I'm not going to dwell on this, but I did it to myself. Okay, first of all, what's the, go, go through the story. Give me, give me a little recap. Give me a little setup of the film. So, without spoilers. Let's start without spoilers. Without spoilers, a family moves out to the sticks to uh, sell, like, gut a house and sell the belongings of a dead relative and a mystery unfolds as to who that dead relative is and what they did and at the same time a mystery to them a mystery it's to a, them it's not a mystery to not anyone a mystery the to the viewer yeah yeah but they uncover they uncover basically an end of the world threat which is happening in that town but like nobody believed the person that was there warning everyone about it because they're like this person's crazy as you would if someone showed up and it's like the end of the world is coming yeah, just um, always down on those motherfuckers. Yeah, especially when they're spray painting shit out on yeah. signs. It's like, Creepy. this person's a nutcase. That Yeah, that's like without the spoilers. That's basically as much as you can say, really. I mean, I I personally feel like it was kind of obvious from the costuming who the main character Phoebe was related to because they look exactly like a female member. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think... That's not even a spoiler. That, that's, no. like, set up very clearly in it. Yeah. Um, so, for me, again, just, just briefly, before we get into, like, spoiler territory, I I really liked it. I kind Good. of went in with low expectations. Good. I like Ghostbusters, but it's not, like, a massive thing for me. Yeah, it is for me, but, yeah, I, that's fine. I'm really... I'm genuinely you happy you really enjoyed it, because I thought you... I thought, genuinely, I was kind of worried to turn and look at you at the end. Because I was a bit underwhelmed, not because of the film, the film's good, but because of myself. And I was like dreading turning to you to be, you going like, that film sucks. But you were like, oh no, it really got me, yeah. especially towards the end. I was like, oh man, I wish I had that, but I, I knew it was I, coming. I think with a lot of things, it really helps to, I didn't follow every trailer and every update and stuff like that. So a lot of it was, I kind of knew the rough story, but like lots of it I didn't know at all. Yeah. And... Uh, I, I like I knew the cast and stuff like that, and and I had seen the trailers and I'd seen like obviously like the, the kind of um, the kind of the key art I guess in lots of ways. Like I saw the house out in the middle of the field, the Ecto one having like a sidecar and and and, uh, and the kids using the weapons and stuff like that. But yeah, it really um, it worked for me. I, I don't know again if if I just went in with low expectations and stuff, but for me, um, after the last one, it just really needed to like be not safe, but kind of have a love and appreciation of the source material. Yeah. And for me, a lot of the time when stuff is very, I, we were talking about it afterwards. Like I hate fan wank. Yeah. Anytime there is any kind of like reference, like just for the fans, I can't stand that. And that, that was my fear that I thought the film was just going to be like, Oh my God, this ghost is just slimed everywhere. God, he's some kind of slimer. Wouldn't you say? 
everyone. Slimer. The, the, the major moment where that happens, though, literally is done in a way that you just done. And I'm like, that has to have been done as a joke. The bit where you have one phone call and it was like, and it's like, oh, oh don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Yeah. Who are you going to call? Yeah, but like, there are certain lines where it, it's almost like a lot of these scripts are like, I, I, I said this before as well, because one of the trailers we saw was the Matrix trailer. Yeah. And I, I really dislike that trailer. But I, I want to see the film because the trailer for me was just like, remember Trinity? Remember Morpheus? Remember the red pill? Remember trench coat? Like, I, I will say I one thing like uh, about our experience today is that we went to the IMAX to see this and that Matrix trailer looked fucking great on that big screen. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I'm everything that's good on yeah. fucking IMAX. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's I went in with low expectations. I don't know if I watch it again, whether it would hold up. But it, like, it, it really did it for me. I, I think a lot of that was, again, before we just get into spoilers and stuff, is I think the, the story was like nice and contained. I thought the setting was like, uh, uh, in many ways, like more interesting than New York. Maybe it's because I've got a thing for that kind of like rural Americana. The idea that you would inherit a house that fucking cool and be miserable. About I know, it right? Nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 the cast. Uh, I didn't really know. The cast were phenomenal. Yeah, man. I didn't know a lot of them. I knew Paul, Paul Rudd, obviously, and Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, I don't really care for Stranger Things. Like, he's, he's all right. He's never bad in anything, but no. he just doesn't, he's not like a sell for me. Not in the same way, like, Millie Bobby Brown is like if she was in something, I'd be like, oh, I like. Yeah, she's he, great. I'm he, not watching. He her. is really good in Stranger Things. I do, I do think he's a bit underutilized in this, but he does, yeah. he does serve a purpose. But he's not the main character. No, I mean, if anything, it, it, I thought very from the trailer, I was like, Paul Rudd's going to be the Ghostbuster kind of thing. Like it's going to be his story, and he was kind of a secondary character in a lot of it. Yeah, like he was very involved in the plot, but like he wasn't like the lead, which is what I thought it might be. So. The lead was the, uh, what's the actress's name? Uh, McKenna Grace. Uh, McKenna Grace, who I was like super charmed by. When she first appeared, she's I was like, really, she's oh, so this good is going to be, man. she's going to be so like cringe and referency. And I, I was like, so impressed. I was like, I will, I, like, if there's a sequel, I want her in it. I don't want to watch these fucking old boys. I want to want to see her. Yeah, yeah. I guess we should get on spoilers because there's like a, there's not much to cover without really getting into the nitty gritty. Yeah, anything. I guess I will say from now on, genuinely go see it. And don't listen to this because we're about to spoil stuff. Also, avoid the trailers and the toys. And podcasts about it, yeah. All <laughs> oh, podcasts. Uh, yeah, like, okay, from now on, let's get into fucking spoilers for Ghostbusters oh, Afterlife. I'm sorry, on podcast, I also forgot about that. Logan when, Kim was brilliant, I love When him. I heard there was a character in it called Podcast, I was like, fuck off. And then when he introduced what? himself what? as Podcast, I was like, I hate this kid. And then when he was like... I call myself that. She goes, she goes why do people call you you podcast? And she goes, uh, he goes, I call me podcast. Yeah. And as soon as he said that, I was like, I mean. Yeah, he, he was brilliant. In. But also, I don't give a fuck if his name was podcast. Like, it's obviously not his real name. Also, like, where were his parents when he was showing up at a ghost house? Like, I, well, I, I just, when I heard that name and there was a character called po podcast there, I was like, that's such a fucking boomer fucking script like writing that and coming up with the cringiest but he's like a cringy little geek yeah, he's and he great, was yeah. wonderful he was he's the, he's like brit like all honest, his conspiracy theory shit both of them both of the the, the him and the uh the uh, mckenna grace mckenna grace she's called phoebe in the phoebe thing. phoebe and uh podcast were wonderful yeah like they their chemistry was excellent yeah their banter was excellent yeah i was just in I just wanted to watch them. In fact, any time it cut away to some of the other characters, I was like, oh, I want to see them. Yeah, yeah. I want to see what they're doing. Lucky and uh, and uh, Trevor don't really have much to do. They're just there. No. Uh, it is, they are like, 
Phoebe's the main character and Trevor, not Trevor, sorry, they, and podcast is like her second. They don't have an arc. Trevor and Lucky don't really have a, a story, an arc, and anything. Like what? Like he, the the classic way of doing that is that he'd be the kind of the lame outsider who would earn her respect. Yeah. Or he would do something dangerous that, to get her respect, which would then accelerate the situation to cause like you know like maybe he accidentally like opened the crypt, which lets out all the like. But none of that happened. Yeah. He just one like liked her. Yeah. He's there to fix the car up and drive the yeah. car. Essentially. Excuse me. And that's have... why he's he, that's why he's there. And he's there to be the somewhat Peter one. And what's her role? Lucky. Yeah. Like she's the she's the kind of love interest, but like really early on in like partway through it's established that he's like way too young for her. Yeah. So it's like so that's not their thing. I mean, clearly, I if guess, there's a sequel, I guess she's the cool action one, though. I guess. But again, she doesn't. I have much don't. Of... I really don't want to make the obvious comparison, but she's the action one. Every man who isn't the person who is a Ghostbuster and uh, things are explained to her, to her, like a certain character, which. Uh, I really don't want to make the comparison, but a certain character from the original films who is the everyman person. How would you describe this personally? <laughs> There's a very obvious connection between the two of them. Because, like, McKenna Grace is clearly Egon. There was There's a couple scenes where you're like, oh, uh, podcast is Ray. Massive spoilers here, especially for the bit where they have an interaction together. And they're like really matey. Trevor is sort of Peter because he makes the jokes. And he's obsessed with girls. And he's like, obsessed that, with girls. Clearly but the... he's not a creep about it. No. But and then... He's not Bill Lucky Murray. Bill Murray's just a creep. Lucky is clearly Winston. Which is a problem they kind of did in Ghostbusters 2016 as well. Where it's just like each character is clearly the analogy for the other person. And it's like uh, Hulksman is obviously Egon. Aaron is is right. No, Aaron's Peter. Ray is whoever Melissa McCarthy's character is, and then Winston is obviously Patty. And twice this has happened now, where the obvious Winston comparison. I don't even want to say it because it feels bad to say no, it out I, I loud. No, I understand what you're doing. I mean, it it in many ways is, is it's like it shows like a progression because. In, in, you don't get many Holly, big Hollywood films, and this is a big Hollywood film, which has got like a, a black female love interest, especially for a white lead. Yeah. Like that never happens. No, yeah. Um, I, I literally can't think of any other examples off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, and, and in that many ways, that's good. But then in other ways, she really doesn't get much. Lucky. Yeah, lucky. Because yeah. she even doesn't even get an ecto. She goes off in a police car to the point where I didn't know... From viewing the trailers, all trailers, I didn't know she was going to suit up. I only know that she suits up because they released an action figure of her. Yeah. Th that was a complete surprise to me. And then my brother shows up today, to, he came to see the film with us, wearing a Ghostbusters Afterlife t-shirt, which has Lucky in the costume on it. And I'm like, that's a spoiler. Because it's not really told to the viewer that she's going to be one of them. And then when she disappears off in the police car, I kind of forgot about her until she kicked in the door and appeared with the fucking proton pack on. Yeah, I, big, I literally forgot she end. was there because she doesn't get in the ecto and go I, off. I will with say it. I'm really pleased it did focus on that kind of four. Um, yeah. Obviously the mum and Paul Rudd. Yeah. 
had like a decent amount of time. Yeah. But they always felt secondary, which I really, really like. Like Paul Rudd was literally like, which is kind of the thing he's born to do, which is exposition, but being like charming. Yeah. Because exposition is like the worst thing in the world. Like I hate the bits where like there's that mini earthquake right at the start and, and Stranger Things hides under the table and he's like, at least we're only here for a week, right? Like, and I mean, that's not massive exposition, but like anytime there's a, a scene like that where they're like, oh, I can't believe we have to spend a week in granddad's who's dead's old house. I I, I always hate those things. Because yeah, yeah. I'm always like, I always think, there's a bit of ADR, I don't know if you caught it, but when the ghosts are coming out of the, the well kind of thing, um, there's a bit where uh, once the, um, they, they, are they, they're like examining the walls and shit like that. And then it starts to go like, and they start making noise. It's 80 yard lucky being like, it's coming from down there because her, her lips aren't fucking moving. Oh, really? And I was like, why on earth have they 80 Like put that in. Like it isn't clear where it's coming from. The big glowing pit in the middle of the fucking room. Yeah. And they're like, the audiences won't get it. <laughs> there were, do you know what? One of the things about having watched the trailers so many times, it was cool seeing stuff and then there being extra little chunks in there that was just like, oh, okay, I didn't see that coming. Um, and one of them was like them jumping under the table and him being like, oh, uh, remember that one summer when we died under a table? That like the whole reason that's there is so that um, Phoebe can then look across and see under the chair and see the fucking PKE meter there. But I think a lot of that was handled well. Yeah, like, no, no, it, was, it, it was really good. The flow of the film worked really well. The film sensibly. is great. I, I really did enjoy it. It is a good film. Like I think it's really well made and everything. It's like... It's so weird that I've come out of it being like a bit empty inside. I wish I'd enjoyed it more. Like this is made for me essentially, but I, like I've, I did it to myself. I literally did it to myself. I've only got myself to blame. Okay, well, the plot, now that we're in spoilers, yeah, uh, revolves around Goza uh, in a pretty clear, making it very distinctly a sequel to the first one. Like very, very like specifically. Uh, I guess it alludes to it in the trailer, but... Obviously, like, it's a straight sequel to one. Like, it's like, this is an unfinished kind a, of thing. A two definitely does happen still, but yes, it is a sequel to one. Yeah, but the the, the villain of the piece is Goza, yeah, who yeah. comes back, who yeah. I thought was Olivia Wilde, because it looks exactly like Olivia Wilde, but isn't. And for the finale, for the f fucking final scene of the film, the OG Ghostbusters turn up. Yeah. That are surviving, obviously. Yeah. And... and they, through the force of kind of everyone, they managed to trap and ensnare Goza. Yeah. Including the CGI ghost of uh, Howard Ramis. Yeah. Uh, which, f like, got me. I loved his interaction throughout the film. He's like ghost, I mean. He's... he's I, I using... guessed that from the first trailer because there's, there's, there's a scene in the trailer where Carrie Coon looks up and then a, a light next to her turns. So I just assumed that Egon is in the film as a ghost that you don't see. I didn't think we'd see him. And I didn't think we would see him alive until that fucking third trailer that ruined it. But I didn't think we'd see him as a ghost at all because I thought, There's, how could they do it and it not be disrespectful? But they did it and it was respectful. I thought it was very respectful. Yeah. Um... But what really put me off though, like, I love Red, Red Letter Media, but you told me that you watched something and Jay was just like, I'm calling it now. Egon's going to turn up as a ghost in Ghostbusters. Uh, I, I'm just waiting for that new Ghostbusters movie and how every little thing from the original movie, which is a, an irreverent comedy, they're going to treat with this like 
uh, glowing nostalgia and it's all super important and meaningful. It's like, no, it's just a bunch of goofy crap. That's all it has to be. Egon had a dream. He had a mission. Yeah. But my prediction, that Ghostbusters movie, there's going to be a CGI ghost Egon in it and it's going to be the most embarrassing thing ever. It's going to happen. Will it be... It won't be funny, it'll be... No, it'll uh, be an emotional heartstring. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be. It'll be like a, like a, like a bad CGI Harold Ramis. Because the whole family in that movie is like his yeah. daughter and granddaughter or whatever, so they, yeah, they're going to have a moment to, to say the, goodbye to Egon. You have the power within you to build your own proton pack. <laughs> I don't know how, great-grandpa. I don't know how. And it makes me mad in a way because it's like, I'm sorry, Jay, but you're not fucking smart for saying that. Like, clearly that was going to happen. I I think they meant it in a kind of way where it was like, there's going to be a really shit CGI uh, Harold Ramis and it's going to be embarrassing. And I I thought it kind of worked. No, it was good. Uh, It just by that... See, by that point, the major... I could have forgiven the third trailer, but it was the fourth trailer that was the big <laughs> problem because I, I watched the trailer and it's just like loads of stuff i'd already seen stuff from different angles fine and then it literally just had bill you hear bill murray's voice go hey did you miss us and you see their fucking hands come in with the fucking wands so then when everything goes to absolute shit in the final act and the and our heroes are defeated it's like well there's no pressure here because I know the Ghostbusters are going to turn up. And then, surprise, surprise, they turn up. It's funny, because I thought, in many ways, I thought that would undermine the um, the new characters. But I, I found it, like, really charming. Because it, it's not like the new characters, like, fucked it up and all hope was lost. And it's not like they, like... No, the, it, it you got had... fucked up because of, like, the old equipment and stuff. It was really cool that there was only one proton pack as well. They don't all suit up. They have to share. There's two because there's the one that's built into Ecto-1. But there's only one physical proton pack, Egon's pack. So it's just like, at points, I'm like, what are they going to do? Like, there's only, they've only got one bit of a kit to stop these things. I, I think it's good to, like, scale it down like that. So yeah, that yeah. There's only very, very small amounts of things. Um, I, I said this as well when we came out. Like, I like that the threat felt local. I, I hate everything now needs to be like massive like it's the thing that marvel film suffers for where it can't just be a villain who's trying to like kill someone yeah it has to be world ending universe shattering and now that we've had thanos who wiped out half of all life it all starts to feel a little bit hollow yeah i mean um, it did still have the spinning mystical thing in the sky which is like the problem with a lot of things yeah but the spinning mystical that still felt the whole thing felt still really in keeping with the scale of the first one yeah like they um, in in the very first film, like the, you know, some of the memorable bits is like it's a ghost in a library, it's a, uh, like Slimer eating stuff in that hotel or whatever. Yeah, yeah. is that Slimer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in this one, it was like again very small. There was I'm trying I'm trying to think. There was the metal eating thing, which yeah, muncher. Is that like a pre-existing thing or? No, that's what he's called in uh, the film. And um, and then the 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 dogs the the. The things yeah. like it, I don't know. I thought I liked that about it. The one thing I didn't like, and again, I don't like fan wank. So anytime it had a, a visual gag that was just for fans to go like, <gasps> like I, I don't, I don't enjoy that kind of thing. But the one thing I think they could have cut easily is the the Stay Puft Marshmallow 
men. I understand why they were there, and, and they were kind of cute, and, and some of the visual gags were... They're just a bit gremlinsy, aren't they? But yeah, they, you could literally cut them out of the film. They do share, serve as some sort of purpose later on, because they do dismantle the proton pack that is going to be used to help in the final scene. Sure, Which but... was cool to see, like, the equipment getting broken, seeing Goza rip the trap open, and seeing Goza fucking grab the proton stream and just pull it off. And, okay, this there is a couple things that I didn't like. And one of them was when the Ghostbusters show up, they instantly cross the streams. And it's like, that's going to cause a nuclear explosion and you're going to kill everyone there. And then, and then Goza pulls the stream apart, which was cool. But I feel like them crossing the streams was just because they did it in the first one. And it's like, Ivan Reitman's son, I feel like, would get that when they crossed the screen, streams and caused the nuclear explosion... It was inside another dimension, which is why the force of it wasn't so bad. And it's like, but that would have killed yeah. all of the new characters if you did that. That was so bizarre, that bit. I, of course, it's because they, yeah, but it, it's because they do but, it in the first one. Yeah, but no one remembers uh, Don't Cross the Streams because it will cause a nuclear explosion. They they remember, do you know I said Don't Cross the Streams? But, streams? Cross the Streams. But here's another thing in the Ghostbusters video game, which was apparently canon. You can cross the streams, and it doesn't cause a nuclear explosion because Egon had um, done something to the pack so that it lessened the force of it. And then at the end of the game, when they defeat Evo Shandor, who's the villain in that game, they cross the streams and turn that. They have the option to turn that off. So that could have been implemented in the packs, which does make the game canon. But I doubt the game's canon. Yeah, I don't care. Like, if it's a game, if it's a novel, whatever, it doesn't count. I don't know. Like. Who says that the films are the only thing that are canon? Me. Oh well, so then Loki's not a canon TV show then. Neither is One Division. I think. I think a TV show. If there was a Ghostbusters TV show, not animated, with the like cast. Or... So what if isn't canon? Correct. Oh, is it? Is it correct? Uh, I haven't seen what if, so I I I, I can't comment. Can canon's a weird thing, because um, I I but, feel. But but like the reason Ghostbusters the video game is canon. Or considered canon is because it's written by Dan Aykroyd and Hal Ramis. Yeah, it's not written by some complete randoms. It's written by the OG Ghostbuster creators. No, I, I think I think canon's weird because um, there are a lot of things that continued after they finished. Like Buffy has a canonical comic book series afterwards, and it was and a lot of it was written by Joss Whedon. Yeah, um, who is obviously now a horrible, or I guess was then. The more I hear about it, the more I'm like, I love Buffy, but fuck. Yeah, that's, that's you can separate the art from the artist. I think the more and more I get older, like you just have to. Like, there's loads of yeah. people I like admire and stuff growing up, and it's like they're all at various points pieces of shit. Yeah, I guess everyone's a piece of shit to a degree, but like some people yeah. are like real, like not good. But canon's a weird one because I I think it's like ultimately is like down to like individual people. Like if you read a Star Wars book and it's awesome, boom, it's canon. Yeah, but like. I don't, I don't think you, you have to be... I, I feel like a lot of these big... Especially like the big science fiction stuff and, and comic books and stuff end up having to be like a slave to and have to write really convoluted stuff just to make people that read fucking Iron Man 426 happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and I think a lot of it, you can just use it when it's important and throw it away yeah. when it's not. I mean, like, um, it's, I've, I've never really liked the Ghostbusters 2 symbol. It's like an aesthetic thing. I don't like it. I just prefer the first one. And I, I just always found it weird. But like, obviously this film does carry on from the first one, but there are elements in there that prove that Ghostbusters 2 did happen. 
but Ghostbusters 2 clearly happened like, yeah but like the thing is that Ecto-1 had been turned into Ecto-1A so but now Ecto-1 is back to looking like Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters 1 but that's literally just because Ghostbusters 1 because, personally again iconic, personally I don't like Ecto-1A it's cool yeah. but it's not as cool as the fucking the original car like that thing's fucking awesome it's because it's, that's the iconic version yeah like it, it's yeah, yeah I mean it's the just... proton packs have had upgrades on them that aren't in Ghostbusters 1 or 2 there's additional stuff because Egon's obviously been tampering with it for, for years um, which is cool like the Neutron one has wood handle and like he's got tape around it and there's an extra couple cables I want to say um, all of the like the kit and the aesthetics of the kit uh, even the suits themselves hold up really well. Yeah, they look great because they're like they've still got like a physicality to them. They like, they the did something to age the suits as well that looked fucking cool. Yeah. They dirtied them up a bit. That was one of the, again. I'm not. Like a I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to keep shitting on 2016, but um, I re- the, the 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 equipment just didn't look as cool. It it looked almost too sleek in a way, and it just I just don't. I love how bulky and the wires and everything sticking out and like how battle damage they got with like you could see chunks cut off like the trap looked cool in this the aged trap and everything like all of the equipment looked fucking yeah. cool no there's there's a way to do it where it's like it, it, it's almost like some people would do like if there was like another like a modern reboot of ghostbusters set in present day there'd be a way to do it where everything is fucking sleek and looks like it's done by designed by apple and stuff like that but there, there's something about it being like fiddly parts like yeah. the stuff where phoebe is it may have been that, like apple didn't egon isn't apple egon he literally just ch- built this by himself so it would look like that yeah but yeah but, I, but even, the but ghostbusters then, 2016 it wasn't even that sleek it just it, i guess it just wasn't the same which i, I don't know like. I, I think there was just like less um there's something it, it, the they tried to update it for 2016 they were like Let, let's make new suits yeah these aren't the old suits these are the new suits Whereas that 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 version, they were like like they literally hand wrote their names on it rather than on which one? Sorry. In in the new film, uh, like, only podcast does. Oh, okay. Well, for some reason, Lucky and um, I guess I guess only the Spangler suit had his name on it. There was like four suits in there. Yeah. I think only the Spangler one had a name patch, and Podcast was the only one who drew his own name on it. Um, uh, Lucky and Trevor did. And, and, and I mean, and there's also like movie stuff like that they just wouldn't fit. Yeah. Uh, but well, I don't think they do. Um, you, I don't think you could tell in the film, but like the action figures that are based on the film, you can see that they're like they're rolled up, especially with uh, like um, like podcasts. He's because he's the shortest. His yeah. are rolled up, and he's got um like an, he hasn't got a belt on. He's got something else that's like tying I, I, it on. I, I thought I saw Lucky, who um, I don't know how old she's meant to be, but she's like she's still a bit tinier than they are, probably. Yeah. As in the OG Ghostbusters, but I, I I could tell hers had like a belt round it. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I, I, again, it just it all all of that design elements of it is really really nice, and and also like I love the look of the house. I loved the underground mine stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I mean I've got something about I I think there's something about that kind of small town, like Smallville esque yeah. thing about it. Like there's something creepy about like fields. Uh, and, and and that kind of isolation. Yeah, like Goza coming through the corn was fucking cool. Like it, that was cool anyway. When there was the invisible fucking terror dog chasing Egon at the start, like because you can see it moving around through the cornfields, and you're just like that bit when he drives out 
of shot and then it holds on the shot and you're like why is it holding on the shot and then you see something invisible run past in the dust it's just like oh that's fucking cool yeah there were, there, there were some nice little like visual moments in it with the exception of the stapler the little baby stapler oh yeah that's where we were yeah and you could almost cut them out really i but, get why they were there it's the yeah. one thing people remember it, it, i mean yeah it's just the one thing people remember um it's, i was genuinely surprised we didn't see slimer I honestly thought he yeah. was going to show up in that post-credit scene when it zoomed in on um, the Ecto containment unit. I was like, "Oh, is he going to pop out here?" But yeah, you literally didn't see him, uh, which I kind of like in a way because I kind of hate Slimer, <laughs> but I get that people like yeah. him. He's annoying in the cartoon series. He's fine in the films. He's not really in them that much. Like he he doesn't need to be in Ghostbusters two. He's only in it because he was in the cartoon a lot. And in the cartoon towards the end, he became the main character, and he's the worst character in that show. Yeah, character. Yeah. Like, there's not much to him. It. Um, whatever it is. In the show, he has character. Oh, I can't remember it that much. I'm, I'm kind of... Again, that's... In the films, he doesn't. He literally has nothing. Canon, he learns to drive know. a bus in Ghostbusters 2. That's his... That's his... That's his arc. To, to, so you, you felt disappointed... What I didn't feel it? disappointed. I just, I just you clearly felt let had, down. Yeah, I mean that's because I, because is, so is much of the stuff was in the trailers. If I didn't know, is about, it just you wanted more of it without without knowing all of it in advance? I wish just, I hadn't known Egon was in it at all, because like my friends saw it before those trailers uh, came out, and I watched the trailer not knowing it was going to have a fucking huge spoiler in it, and finally I could talk to someone who'd seen the film. And I messaged him being like, oh my God, I just watched this trailer. It's sh- I can't believe they put that in there. I didn't know that was going to appear. Like, I didn't know Egon was going to be in it. Because obviously how Reynolds is dead. Yeah. And he was like, I can't confirm or deny anything. Because he didn't want to like break it to me. But it's just like, mate, I'm sorry. But that's clearly Egon in that trailer. Like, how- clearly that's Egon. Well, I think this was quite respectful in how they used his likeness. Yeah. How, how do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about in general when they when they do that at the moment? Because there's been a few high profile things where they have had to like CGI in actors and stuff, and it, and it's prevalent enough now. It's not like a few one offs like Brandon Lee uh, in in The Crow in order to finish the film. Yeah. It's like it's often enough that uh, I'm not surprised. By the only it. one I can think about is uh, Peter Cushing. Yeah, Peter Cushing. But what, what what works about this over Peter Cushing is that Egon was a ghost and he was not corporeal. You can see through him. He would, and it, the CGI looked great. There were moments where I was just like, "That is just fucking Howard Ramis. How have they done that?" Yeah. Um. I, yeah, I didn't it mind it. To... I did not mind that at all. I, I felt it was really respectful. I think it, I, it was crazy he's... respectful, especially when it was like for Harold at the end. I was like, when he fucking crosses over at the end, and then it's like for Harold. I was like, Holy yeah, that's shit. really great. And and and. This is the thing as well, and it's it's a, it's a shame it didn't happen. Is like seeing the four of them again in frame. Yeah, is like quite a fucking Do you know beautiful what? thing. I think I said to you afterwards as well. Considering the screen time's not much, Winston gets a lot more love in this than he did in previous Ghostbusters iterations. Yeah, he's the first one to look over and be like, "Is that Egon?" And then, like, then Peter, like Peter, looks over and the, then is like, "The, the post-credit stuff was really nice." The as post-credit well, scene was the one that uh, almost got me. Ernie around. Hudson is so fucking likable. Yeah, and and seeing like him going back into the firehouse to, to if he's training up new people up, in yeah, the sequel, in. that's fucking perfect. I'm in um, the bit where he was just like, "Look, I'm this guy, I'm this guy, I'm this guy, but I'm always going to be a it, Ghostbuster." It's funny, like I, 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 that's the bit that got me when when he appeared holding the thing to do 
to hold holding the the ghost blaster to do the fucking as you said the Goku Gohan Kamehameha, uh, Kamehameha uh, Father, Father Son Kamehameha yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that that really got me because like, I was like why is he gone suddenly standing with them but then I realized McKenna Grace was with them because he was holding her hand while she was firing steadying it, it yeah I, th- yeah, I, th- I like... thought that was beautiful <laughs> I, I mean there is something weird about like co-opting someone's image after they've died um but... i think it, they ch- I, I i i don't know where i read it i don't know where i read it because i haven't been on imdb but i saw that um because now i can look at stuff that's got spoilers on it uh jason reitman the first thing he did was take it to how ramus's daughter's the script to show it to them first and uh, they were like yes do it yeah also um I, I it's not like i was like his mate or anything but I have a feeling like Harold Ramis would have been fine. Like, oh, he was never the holdout for the film no. for a Ghostbusters three. No, no, no. Um, he wanted to do it. Yeah, exactly. Like he loved it. And also another thing about the fact that I should—I'm not going to dwell on this because I don't even know the context of not even see it. But Jay being like, "Oh, I bet he shows up as a ghost." Bill Murray has been saying for fucking years he will only do a Ghostbusters film if he dies and comes back as a ghost. So the concept of one of them being a ghost has been around since 1989. I, I, I think uh, it was very clear early on that he would show up. Like, it, I, it, it, it's like if you could predict anything about the film, that would be it. Um, what, the just, Bill Murray was going to... Oh, Egon, no, sorry. The, Egon would be the yeah, ghost yeah. and stuff. But I loved, it, I loved the thing with the chessboard. All of that stuff was fucking there, cool. Again, there's some visual stuff. It the, the kind of transferring it from a kind of like adult-ish comedy to a very Spielbergian like yeah. it felt like there were bits where I was like especially the opening where he's being chased I was like it's fucking Jurassic Park yeah yeah and I was oh, like oh yeah especially this is... through the tall grass yeah. yeah and I was like this is kind of right this is the way to and, do it and then obviously the family stuff, like the single mother stuff and making yeah. Egon into like a dick who didn't care about his family daddy is, issues it's believable yep. with Egon because he doesn't show emotions and I know it's a bit forced but the scene when she goes into his thing and sees all her pictures was like okay yeah but you knew that you knew that was he happening. had to be there because he has to save the world yeah and you knew that was happening when um she wasn't in there because as as mum's go she was fucking safe and she would yeah, yeah. she would have also gone in there with her daughter but they need her to not go in there so that she can go in there later on her own and have yeah, that yeah. realisation and stuff like that. She even pointed out that there were no photographs. And one thing that I definitely saw in the trailer, which I do not remember seeing in the film, there is a shot of Ray, Egon and Peter outside the fucking firehouse in a picture. And that doesn't appear in the film at all. It might just be a trailer shot. Yeah, potentially, because it also wouldn't make sense because, again, massive spoilers for the film, but they all had a massive falling out. And that was one of the things that I didn't gel with. I, I can't buy a world in which Ray wouldn't believe Egon about something. The thing like, is, they, is... They I, are so close. I think that's like a narrative thing, though. Like, otherwise... Because that, that moment where... The moment where I said about earlier with the... <gasps> everyone was shocked in the cinema was when Ray answers the phone and she, she and uh, McKenna says something about Egon Spangler. And, he, and Ray goes, Egon Spangler can burn in hell. I was like... Which I've now just fucking realised is a fucking callback to Ghostbusters 1, Venkman burn in hell. But shocked me hearing that coming out of Ray's mouth. I was like, what? And then when she's like, Egon died last week. And his reaction was like classic Ray being like, oh, oh I, I'm so sorry. Like yeah. He didn't say I'm so sorry. He's like, oh man, like 
And you could tell he didn't really mean I, what I, he said. I thought that was sweet. And, yeah, I fucking and love that. I think as like a narrative device anyway, you need a reason why they've all... You need you need them to have had a falling out or whatever because realistically, they wouldn't have all quit. No. They would have probably kept it going. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, somebody needs to be there to watch the fucking containment unit, so... Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. I, 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 they were, Like, it was a good narrative device for be like the Ghostbusters are over so that... Yeah, but they, can be... they also got to say, like, oh, it's going to get to me now. But they also got to say goodbye to him at the end, which is, like, I'm now even more brutal because it's how Ramus, not just Egon. Yeah, I, that was Especially really nice, cause, though. because Bill Murray had, a, had had a falling out of him. And he got to say goodbye to him on his deathbed, which is fucking brutal. It, I, I, I think, again, while, while there's something where sometimes it can be a bit distasteful using someone's likeness like that, I, I thought it was really powerful. It annoyed me that his ghost didn't go in the ghost traps with everything else. But I mean, technically, he wasn't standing on top of the ghost trap. I know, but like, I I know. It's just, he should have done. But it was nice that he got to hug his daughter, which doesn't make sense, but he got yeah, to hug... He's, he's like... He's not corporeal. Yeah, she yeah. would have been covered in fucking ghost goo. Yeah, he covered in Egon's goo, man. Yeah, just, just like her mum was. <laughs> um, but it was it was like a really beautiful moment. Like, seeing them all in a line shooting goes that like putting an end to the whole thing yeah and you know fucking disappearing and turning into fucking space dust like he's finally it's finally over kind of thing i thought it was like really cool uh, yeah, and yeah. a really nice ending and it's funny a lot of it is like it's really it's a film you really want to compare to like force awakens in that kind of like really... especially in that last scene when they all turn up and but... they're literally like are you a god and you're like and winston's like come on ray what have you fucking learned <laughs> i i but but this is the thing is like the Star War, uh, the new ones, the sequels or whatever, we never got Leia, Luke, and Han in a scene together. No. And the end of this film was a really nice fucking shot of all of them. Plus the new people, the it's, new people weren't sidelined. It's always going to be bittersweet because like, because the 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 likeness was fucking spot on, but like he obviously couldn't speak, and yeah. there was a moments where he. He almost wanted to say something, especially to his daughter, but like he can't. I, but I would have thought it was really dead. distasteful if they'd have got used the sound alike, or if they'd have like cobbled to be together bits. But of then that fucking bit, that deleted scene that they showed at the end, was like, I didn't see that. Like that was fucking cool, and had a great joke where she's like, "Here's this lucky coin, please take it," and he's just like, "I don't think we're gonna come back from this." And she was like, it's okay, I've got enough for one. Yeah. Like, but just seeing Egon on the fucking screen again was like, oh my god, that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't... That was what I, almost I, got me. I, and I then hate... followed by that scene of Winston, it was I, like, this is brilliant. I find a lot of fan, fan wank distasteful, but I, I really... Uh, I, I, I was really charmed by that film. Again, I don't know if it was it because I was going in ready to be like, eh, it's going to be two stars, it's going to yeah. be clapping at TIE Fighters. But um, it did it for me. I'm a little sad that you were... Um, disappointed by yeah, it yeah me too but hopefully I, on future viewings because there will be more i'm seeing it again at the weekend so. i have a feeling you're gonna like i mean i've it. seen ghostbusters one and two a million times and i need to watch this a million times to catch up I and i definitely would watch it again like it fucking flowed so nice i would i have a feeling that you're gonna see it and it'll be like the second or third time and you're gonna be watching it and you're gonna be fucking bawling yeah because you've had that first like shock about it and now and now now you know it all you just get to sit and watch that, it. I find that with stuff that I've seen multiple times, when I know something's coming, that's when you feel like it welling up inside. I, well, like, I can't even talk about the... I genuinely can't even talk about the final scene of Paddington 2 without welling up. 
Yeah. Uh, like genuinely, I, it fucking gets me every time. The um the uh, uh the one that always gets me is the end of It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Like the uh where his bro- brother comes and he's like to my to brother, brother George, George, the richest man in town. Yeah. I the, yeah, there's just I some... mean it was getting to me now just talking about it and just thinking about like the con- the, the yeah. concept that they got to say goodbye to Harold Ramis yeah. and not just to Egon. So probably when I watch it on Saturday, it's going to get to me again. I, I, yeah, I, I think it was like, I, I can see that being a moment that fans are like, yeah. I it, wish it, I was there at it New might, York Comic It might not hold up. In 20 years, it might not hold up very well. But like seeing that, it felt really like, wow, what a cool. Even, um, I think all, I think Peter, Ray and Winston got equal measure in this when they turned up. Uh, and I, I can't speak for Joe because she's not seen it, and I'm going to take her to see it. Obviously, shout out but, to Joe. But she doesn't, she doesn't like the original. She famously does not like it. Famously, especially for Peter. But I think I, I, I don't like Bill Murray. I, he, when I watched it as a kid, I was like, he's so funny. But he's, he's so, great. He's so charming. Especially he is charming in the other two. But in this, he's really nice. When he comes up and he's just like, says hello to them, and then she's like, oh, I'm. Uh, I can't even remember what her character's name is, but when she says Spangler and he's just like, good luck with that surname. Yeah. Like, that's a weird name. And then, like, he's just nice. And he's like, so there's a video going, uh, there's a video that was, I discovered ages ago, probably on the Ghostbusters forum. But basically, uh, on Ghost- in Ghostbusters 2, some guy was out and saw Ecto-1A and took his son and his son's best friend to go stand by it and he filmed them on a, on a camera and a security guard came over and was like, what are you doing? And and basically the security guard was like, oh, come with me. And then took him onto the set of Ghostbusters 2. And like Dan Aykroyd sat there covered in slime, kind of kind of looking a bit awkward, like, who are these people? And then, he, and then fucking Harold Ramis comes over and is a sweetheart to those kids. Like yeah. Dan Aykroyd's not rude to them, but he's clearly like, what's going on? Harold Ramis is a fucking sweetheart to them. And then uh, Bill Murray comes out, and uh, he's t- he's talking to like cast. He's talking like production people, and the- and the guy filming, he's like, "Oh look, there's Peter, there's Peter." And like Bill Murray like looks over and sees these kids and carries on talking, and then walks up to the kids, and he's just like, "Hey, I'm Pete Venkman," and then shakes their hands and comes down to their level and talks to them. Yeah. And they and they talk to them about how they're Ghostbusters too, and and he's so n- and that's what it felt like. That was what he felt like in those moments. Like, he was so charming and nice. The warm-hearted side of him, right? Yeah. Which which is good, because obviously there's been a lot of negativity about him never wanting to do it again. Yeah. And and having a hatred of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, Again, it felt such a, like, a beautiful little moment. I I think it's such a... uh, It's almost like a perfect three. Like a... a, a, An end to an era, start of a new one. I think that's the biggest thing, though. Like, I want to see another one. Yeah, this is really good foundation for more. I'm a bit... Concerned that, again, massive spoilers, but uh, Winston takes Hector-1 back and it's it kind of almost felt in a way they were taking the reins away from the new people even though I feel like they earned it and it's just like, it just felt a bit weird, that bit. It yeah, bit... It, it, it's like the, the the tug of war between the old and the new. Yeah. But um, I, I know for one thing, is like if I wanted to see like a, a an Afterbirth 2, I want... Phoebe and podcast, a hundred percent. Like it needs to be them. They're, yeah. they're the they're they're the heart of the franchise now. Weirdly, yeah. Like for, <laughs> yeah, they they and they're super. They're, they're exactly who you would carry it forward with. They're super likable. They really capture the spirit of uh, 
Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd, but without being carbon fucking copies. No, yeah, definitely. Like, it, like podcast is definitely Ray. He's definitely the heart, but he's also but he's his own character. But his own well. character yeah. and like his like obsession with like the bit, the really cool bit where uh, it's in the trailer, but where Paul Rogers like, what is this replica? Like, what is this? And and they're like, oh, who knows? And he's like, it's a ghost trap. And then he goes to podcast like. I would have assumed you would know what this is. Like, you're obsessed with this shit. And he's just like, what? I, no, he, he was he says, fucking brilliant. He, he says, stole that I'm ashamed film. of myself. <laughs> yes, he stole that. The bit when they walked into the police station and there was a cup of tea knocked over and he put his finger in the tea and was like, they were just here. It's like, no shit, they were just there. Like, like it's a police station. I, I really like the bit he where they- He was brilliant. They, they when get, he was in prison, yeah, he was like- Yeah, they get arrested and he's in prison and he's just <laughs> smiling and they're like, why are you smiling? He's like, I'm in prison, this is awesome. They were like, are you listening? And he's like, yeah, yeah, but I, I'm just soaking this in, man. I'm like, in jail. <laughs> yeah, he's, he was fucking brilliant. They, the, but those two fucking are the best bit of the film, 100%. Yeah. Uh, like, fuck, I really hope they're back for more. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd be really disappointed if they didn't use them. Um, uh, I wonder. That'd be an absolute way. I hope there's more. I I honestly hope it makes. This is day yeah. one. I hope they do it quick as well because I I like how young they are. They, it's got just such a different energy about it. Well, I mean, McKenna Grace. I don't know how old she is when she started filming it, but it was obviously a while ago. And then there was the delay. Uh, I think in real life she's fifteen now, but yeah, th- there's going to be a noticeable difference. Yeah, just in the about next being film, kids, especially stuff, Logan like, Kim as if well. It, it's so like wholesome before it gets to. Because as soon as they get into like the 18, 20 range. But they also didn't seem that young. Like when when Jason Reitman said, I had a vision for Ghostbusters Afterlife and it was like a 12-year-old girl wearing a proton pack. She didn't look that young. Uh, no, not. I mean, yeah, she, no, they did. I, I I just like that they like they clearly had like chemistry. Yeah. And like if they did more of them, there would be a romantic chemistry. But it's just like, I'm... I don't know if you need it. I think they... I, no, that was really nice they're, about They're really it. good as, like, best mates. Yeah, it... They felt like Egon and Ray. Yeah, but... Like, they're the, really good as best mates. It doesn't need a love interest. But that's what I mean. Like, if I, I, I would hope they could do it quickly while they're younger because that's the problem. As soon as it's, like, 18, 20, that energy changes. Yeah. Uh, even, even, like, 16, like, it completely changes and it, it they'll push the romantic element. I really it. hope that never happens. If we do get more, uh, I really like the idea that... You can have a male chemistry. and female character that are just mates. No, of, of course, but it's Hollywood. Yeah, I know, um, yeah. And but to be honest, like their chemistry was re- really good. So if that's the way it went in in like later stuff, that that's cool. But like yeah. right now, it's nice that it was just such a fucking wholesome film. Yeah. Uh, and I'd love for it to if they if they do another. I really hope there's more. I, I genuinely I hope. There's I want more. it to capture. I mean, obviously, that I love energy. Ghostbusters and want more, but yeah, like except this one. This is day one. I hope we get more. Like, I hope it doesn't well enough. I'm concerned it's not gonna. I honestly feel like 2016 did damage to the brand. Like, when, when we Do we bought, know how well it's done? It literally just came out today, so it, we can't know. Is this the first... Um, this is the territory? first day. I don't think it comes out in America until the 19th. I've seen so many reviews. Oh, okay, great. So this is... We're like the first day ever. Yeah. Be re- yeah, it'd be really interesting to see what it's opening weekend yeah. figures well, are, especially wor- with all the COVID stuff. Yeah, worryingly, the, the IMAX thing was obviously wasn't packed today, but we went at 11 a.m. Yeah. But when I mentioned to uh, Jamie, who we went with, that it was like... Shout out to Jamie. That it... Uh, I was like, it's 11 a.m. On a, on a fucking... Thursday though and he was just like yeah but when I was trying to book tickets for Dune I had to go in advance to get them and so I was like okay 
And I just had a look before we started recording to see what the 8 p.m. showing was like. And it was fucking empty in there. Oh. Yeah. Which is mm. worrying. Maybe. Maybe, but maybe it also might be one of those things where it's word of mouth. Like people, because like, I, I want to tell people, like, my dad, who's never going to listen to this, um, my dad was like, I don't even watch that. It looks, it looks bad. And, like, my dad's got the worst thing. He's, he's the biggest film he's excited about is fucking Top Gun 2. Like, I've ne- yeah. I mean, I, me and you have watched Top Gun, and that's to my extent of Top Gun. I, I like Top Gun, but I don't know. It, like, anyone that wants a sequel to that is, like, devoid of intelligence. Yeah, why? Just watch um, Mission Impossible. There's so much better. Exactly. Um, but that's the film he's most excited about. And when I said about it, he's like, oh, I don't know what else is coming out now until Spider-Man. And I was like, oh, I'm seeing Ghostbusters in a week. He was like, oh, he loves Ghostbusters. And I'm going to, I'm going to, he won't take my advice. But like, this is the thing. It's like, I really liked it. I want to tell people. I want to be like, yeah, I really fucking like Ghostbusters, actually. Um, but we'll see how, see how well it did. Yeah. I really, yeah, I, yeah, we'll, I guess we'll have to see. But like, holy shit, I hope it does well. I think it's earned it. But. Yeah, it, I can understand. I can understand how it's safe, but I, yeah, I can understand how it's polarizing to people. I could understand how you could see that and think it's five out of five. Plus, I can understand how you could watch that and think it's one out of five. The thing I don't oh, get yeah, 100%. is the people that there's people out there's a subset of people out there that are bombing the film before it's even come out because they're like it's undoing the 2016 one, and and that just boggles my mind because the 2016 one undid the other ones. The, the problem is, is like the 2016 one became a whole toxic shit bag yeah. where uh, like there were, there were reviewers that just didn't like it. that are like lifelong Ghostbusters fans uh, that got torn apart as like sexist pieces of shit. Yeah. There were genuine sexist pieces of shit that were like, we, we've spoken many times about Midnight's Edge who were just like, it's not very funny because Mate, Midnight's are Edge women. piss me off now. Yeah. Every time I see a title of their fucking video, I'm just like, Fuck you. I don't even follow them anymore and they keep popping up and I'm just like, please fuck off. Like, you're yeah. so negative. I don't want to hear anything you have to say. Yeah. They, they, they do that thing where they like lull people in where they're just like, uh, it's not funny because everyone, no one's playing the straight man. Everyone's being funny. It's like, yeah. And they're like, and, and none of the jokes, like that improv style of comedy doesn't work. Yeah. And they're not funny because they're women. Yeah. What? No. No. <laughs> the, the cast were all good. <laughs> that wasn't the issue. Yeah. But... Alas, it, again, it was a toxic thing. It's just nice that uh, we've got a new Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters film with a fucking brilliant female lead uh, and hopefully yeah. it's on to bigger and better things. Yeah. Uh, and and I, yeah, I'm just ready for the next one. Yeah, me too. And I hope you enjoy the next one a bit better. Don't watch every trailer next time. Uh, I can't guarantee that's <laughs> going to happen. I'll have all the toys before it fucking comes out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but you're a grown man. Surely you don't have... I've got... I've got... A Plasma Series Ray 1984 coming and a Plasma Series Ray uh, 2021 coming. Speaking of 2021... That sound you can hear is every vagina in the country. Drying. Closing up. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, uh, speaking of 2021, uh, I have a theory which I think you agree with that they had altered the date because there's, there's things with dates in the film and I feel like they altered the date to say 2021. Because yeah, like you said, no one said the name... No one said the words 2021, but they were like 1908, 1984, 1945. I, I, did, I did notice some ADR, so they, they could have done, but um, yeah, uh, they, they definitely uh, adjusted that. But uh, again, even with the delays, even with these like weird things, even with like pandemic related issues, I think it still uh, felt good. Yeah. Speaking of feeling good. 
<laughs> that is just such a disdainful look. Um, speaking of feeling good, this is our last podcast. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, we started this seven years ago. Yeah. Which was a waste of time then and it's a waste of time now. Um, yeah. But we've done... <laughs> we've done... Uh, we've recorded more than 100 episodes, but we never actually officially made it to 100 because there's things we never put out. Oh, wait, we lost one of them, the black... Um... Uh, no, it still exists, but it's just not a very nice recording. Oh, we did okay. a Twilight Zone uh, thing. We definitely lost something. There was one episode that the audio was fucked on. We lost it. I feel like it was with John. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out to John A. John A. Um, I'm really pleased we did it, though. Like, um, yeah. 100-ish, just under... 100 episodes Do you know what episode podcast? it is? Because that's so good that we didn't make... That's so good for people with like yeah. ADHD it or whatever that we didn't make me. the number I, re- I really wanted to hit, hit a, a clean 100, but it's cool. But we're too busy. Even though we live to get together, we barely see I, each other. I think about this. Like Paul we, Lee said, when are you putting out another episode? And I was just like, I don't think you understand. I barely see Chris because... Yeah. Even though we live together, we're working. We chat all maybe the time. ten minutes a day. Like, yeah, that's about it. Like we're always working. I, I think though, because the show I'm on at the moment uh, is uh, the TV show I'm working on, is it, constantly giving me existential crises, uh, and, and so much of it is like people reflecting on their lives, and they're just like, "I've done nothing. I have nothing to show for my life," uh, and I sometimes get that like existential dread uh, of like, "I'm 33, I have nothing to show for it." And then I like look at other stuff and I'm like, I don't know how many fucking short films I've worked on. I've yeah. made a decent amount. I've worked on probably like 50. I've, I've done at least 100 podcasts with everything included. Plus then hours of TV or whatever the fuck I've done. Yeah. Um, and when I think about stuff like that, like I'm pretty, pretty pleased with it. And I really like about this podcast is that these are like framed like conversations we've had. Because like we're, we're like, you know, separating and going to have separate lives. Yeah. Um. But it's cool that we've got these like captured moments. And sometimes I listen to like our Batman versus Superman episode or, or um, we spoke about like, I told you I really wanted to watch the film Badlands and you were like, we've, we watched we did it, it on the episode, together yeah, yeah. and we did a podcast on it. And I was like, ah, <laughs> oh. um, and I like that. I, I know that this isn't the most creative thing we could have ever done, but it's kind of cool we did it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. This is the last thing to say. That's all you got to say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, like you said, there's there's stuff to listen back on. Majority of which will be the fucking episodes of Ben Mansoor. Oh, mate! Like literally hearing about the life lessons and Spawn is like I'm so glad we've got one of my that on one of my favorite things is when I read his uh, Fallout Three letter. <laughs> that is it, right? Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. Spawn thing. Hearing that, like having that on a record somewhere, is like fucking genius. Ben right? Ben, ben is like um, the funniest person I've ever met. <laughs> I cry. When I'm every time I'm like with him, yeah, because yeah. he just he's just so funny. Honestly, that fuck, go back and listen to the uh, uh, Dangerous Minds episode. It is gold, man. Classic. <laughs> I, I should listen to that again. <laughs> Who else did we have on it? John A. John A. Has been on here. Uh, yeah, love John A. But John yeah. A. Is also someone that I could like endlessly talk to. Yeah, I feel like Caroline was on an episode. Caroline was on an episode. Caroline's cut me out of her life, though. Yeah, if she's listening to this, she ain't. Thanks for thanks for being on that episode. She ain't. But like, I understand that. But that was really nice. Um, uh, my ex Laura was on. Yeah, at least a couple. My ex was on an episode that got never got, got released. Forever. Uh, yeah. That was on the what is it? The Black Hole. Black Hole. The Disney film. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Yeah, we've um uh uh Norman Bates. Will Will and Johnny were on here um, when we did a crossover. Yes, Will and Johnny were on here. Yeah. Actually, we were on theirs. Yeah, we weren't on. They weren't on ours. They were. They were on here. What, we did a cross. We did two part crossover. Did we? Yeah, we watched two films here and two films there. What ones were they on for us? Uh, we did Contact and Pitch Perfect and Pitch Perfect, right? I thought they were both on theirs. No, I think Contact was here and Pitch Perfect was there, right? Two two masterpiece films though. We watched two for them because that's how their show worked. You'd watch uh, two. Do you know films. our most recent guest, Larry? Oh yeah, on the fucking Justice League episode. That was a trap. Yeah, yeah. From uh, movies of oh my god, cut that. Films are better than people. Films are better than people. Fuck me, man. It which used is, to be called Cellcast. That's yeah, why. It which is me. a better podcast than ours has ever been. Like genuinely, I listened yeah, they to put it and so I was much like, time yeah, and effort so into much. that. Man. We we literally just press record and and but we yeah, we we're not even going to cut the bit out where I said cut that. Yeah, no, no uh, the stuff I said earlier, especially <laughs> all, all the uh, uh, more uncomfortable conversations. Hey, I hope you leave in the bit where you readjusted your microphone for five minutes. Ah, uh, this microphone's a nightmare. Thank God I'm we're ending this. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anyone like we missed there off. There probably like... is that we've completely forgotten. I mean, there is like a hundred episodes. Yeah, we but... definitely had like Will on like definitely. separately. Um, I feel like he was on for the Daredevil episode that's like super early. Maybe, um, but yes, I, we've done this for a long time. Like it's covered a lot of. Yeah, I think when we started this, I was full time at an advertising agency. You were on Big Bro, probably. Yeah, which is now dead. Yeah, and, and the bank, the advertising agency is dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking whole, like, it feels like ages ago now. The, Imagine the, if you just saw the ghost of the bank coming and support you for the final fucking <laughs> family Kamehameha. It held my finger as I pressed cut on the, <laughs> the Zoom recorder. No, it's it's cool. Like, I'm really pleased you've done it. It's nice to end. Yeah. It's really nice to, to finish it, though. What are you going to do next? Not that this takes up a lot of time, but, like, I, there's 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 creative stuff I want to do. And, like, I feel like having, like, a podcast I'm proud of, and I am proud of this, even if it is shit, but, like, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying making shorts again, like short films. I, I do really want to push that. And I'm hopefully, I, I shot one called The Box, which no one's listening to this. But when it's Paul out- Paul Lee will be. God bless Paul Lee. We'll watch the film when it's out online. And I'm hopefully going to try and do another film before Christmas. If I can, somehow. What are you doing? I know, I know that you've been um, like instrumental in Joe's podcast. Yeah, I mean, I Real basically- Real feminism, which is also really good and better than us. I basically cut that and- do everything for it other than just being on the episodes oh um, and say this filth yeah say this filth again but like we've that, definitely had james on here we have love definitely you, had james. james on here Absolutely that's one of the missing you. episodes the wreck episode for some reason hasn't been re-uploaded when we changed podcasts about some uh, thingies there's some comments you made in that that uh don't hold up now there, there's some comments that james made about the film wreck that had to be <laughs> yeah that's very true um uh yeah i mean that's still going but like um James got married and yeah, I've man. been working and James has been work James has been working nonstop and got married so he's been busy. We're at a different stage in our lives where yeah. we I I guess if this is 7 years ago uh, I was like mid 20s early mid 20s and it was much easier to, yeah. to Cuz for me Sage like Filth kept up during the pandemic because I wasn't working I, all my work dried up. We, and, we and started then, this and then, again yeah, and because then, yeah. we, you and I had more... And we started watching Godzilla. And then I got Love Island. And then I've been working six days a week, essentially, non-stop, and cutting Joe's podcast since June. And it's now November. And I yeah. really want some time off, but I'm still going to be working until February. 
Yeah. So I'm essentially working. I will be still be doing keeping that out. I haven't missed a deadline once on Real Feminism, which is good. So that will be keeping up. I would love to do more Sages films, but it just depends on mine and James's schedule, which are all over the place. And then I'll have a think when I get my life back in February about what the fuck I'm doing with it. And if I realise I'm fucked, that'll be great. You're not fucked. Well, I just need to have a think about what I'm doing with my life. Uh, the pandemic was interesting because it was like, this is crazy. But then since then, I think, I think for non-stop. a lot, I think a lot of people, we've all had that thing where we've just had a fucking hard pause on everything. Like we literally couldn't see a lot of people mm-hmm. even. Like there was points where just you and me, just that's it. That's all we yeah. saw. That's all we saw. fucking Gojira, man. It was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, you get like, never have a period like that again where you just stop and look at your fucking life and go, yeah. huh. Um, and I like, I you know, we both know people. We know people that have broken up over it we know people that have like got fucking married over it like yeah. you know people that have, uh i like ch- change career i know people that have like quit this like tv film i know people that have walked away uh, i know other people that like like really fucking knuckled down like uh, i think for a lot of people it's like weirdly for work it's been like some of the best years ever yeah um but it's still weird times although obviously i hope we're at the end of it now it was nice that we did like a pandemic catch-up as well yeah um because that is it's such a weird like little moment did we do in time an episode on last of us we did didn't we on last of us too yeah 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 we did yeah that was a <laughs> that was a thing that happened in the pandemic yeah i mean there there, there was it was nice that we covered those things because it was like resident evil uh village yeah uh last of us too was obviously like such a because last of us was such a big game for both of us yeah it was yeah. nice that we had this like nice wrap up and it's it's cool that we're ending on Ghostbusters. Yeah, we could have ended on Resident Evil, but I don't think either of us want to see it. Okay, we're gonna do one more. No, I don't want to see. I don't want to see Resident Evil. I I, I might if it came up, I might. But yeah. otherwise, I'm good. Yeah, it looks bad, man. That's fan wank. Oh, that's Jill sandwich now. That's G- Chris. That's Jill. Chris. That's Jill. Sandwich now. I mean, nothing will top the going back to where it all started. The Matrix. Oh, kill me. What does that even mean? I, pres- I, I. If Keanu Reeves isn't playing Keanu Reeves, who is like, oh my god, are they gonna Wes Craven's new nightmare? If they do that, I'm make in. It a different I'm in. If of they do that, the Matrix. That's the smartest way. I mean, not the smartest way of doing it, but that's an interesting way of doing it. But we'll, we'll see. But um, you've been listening to Chris and Lee's failure to communicate. Our final episode. I'm Chris. I'm Lee. That's it for Harold. For that's it for Harold. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for us. Thanks for thanks for listening. It's uh, it's been a motion. So, this is really it. Yeah, looks like. At least you can say you had a good run. A great run. Good night.